Welcome, friends. I'm Reverend Tim Earhart, and this is Daily Bible Reflections for October 25, 2023. Today's Old Testament lesson is from Numbers chapter 13, verses 1 to 2, 17 to 33, and chapter 14, verses 1 to 9. Fear versus Faith The Lord said to Moses, Send some men to explore the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites. From each ancestral tribe, send one of its leaders. When Moses sent them to explore Canaan, he said, Go up through the Negev and on into the hill country. See what the land is like and whether the people who live there are strong or weak, few or many. What kind of land do they live in? Is it good or bad? What kind of towns do they live in? Are they unwalled or fortified? How is the soil? Is it fertile or poor? Are there trees in it or not? Do your best to bring back some of the fruit of the land. It was the season for the first ripe grapes. So they went up and explored the land from the desert of Zin as far as Reho toward Lebohamath. They went up through the Negev and came to Hebron, where Ahiman, Sheshai, and Talmai, the descendants of Anak, lived. Hebron had been built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. When they reached the valley of Eshkol, they cut off a branch bearing a single cluster of grapes. Two of them carried it on a pole between them, along with some pomegranates and figs. That place was called the Valley of Eshkol because of the cluster of grapes the Israelites cut off there. At the end of 40 days, they returned from exploring the land. They came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. There they reported to them and to the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land. They gave Moses this account. (coughs) We went into the land to which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit, but the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites live in the Negev, the Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites live in the hill country, and the Canaanites live near the sea and along the Jordan. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said, The land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephilim there. The descendants of Anak come from the Nephilim. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we looked the same to them. That night, all the members of the community raised their voices and wept aloud. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron, and the whole assembly said to them, If only we had died in Egypt or in this wilderness! Why is the Lord bringing us to this land only to let us fall by the sword? Our wives and children will be taken as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to each other, We should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell face down in front of the whole Israelite assembly gathered there. 
Joshua son of Nun, and Caleb son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had explored the land, tore their clothes and said to the entire Israelite assembly, The land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord, and do not be afraid of the people of the land, because we will devour them. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. New International Version Pierre Teilhard de Chardin once said, Pessimism has done infinitely more harm than atheism. Fear can be debilitating. At its core, we fear either what we don't know or believe to be bad. For example, if I am convinced that my boss does not have my best interests in mind, then I will likely be afraid and hold back. The majority of the ancient Israelites were paralyzed by fear because of the anxiety and fearfulness of those who came back from spying out the promised land. They had a low view of God, yet Caleb and only a few others acknowledged that God is good for divine promises and so trusted the Lord completely in confidence, not fear. If we view God as being angry all the time, then we will not use the incredible gifts given to us for fear of messing up and bringing divine wrath upon us. We will be plagued with uncertainty and only see giants in the land who we cannot begin to deal with. Yet if we commit ourselves to knowing God through seeking the divine will and trusting in divine promises, then we understand that God is gracious and generous, always having our backs. We live by faith, not by sight and discern that giants in the land are really nothing more than gnats. Fear is maybe the devil's greatest tool to prevent God's people from being productive and responsible in serving the church and the world. Beneath that fear are powerful feelings of inferiority, inadequacy, and a low view of self, which is really born of a low view of God. Being afraid wastes what impact a person could have for God and waters down life so that it's ineffective. But Psalm 37.4 says, Enjoy the Lord, and he will give you what your heart asks. We are to enjoy the gracious and generous God, and in our enjoyment the Lord places within us godly dreams that are a delight for God to fulfill. Our enjoyment of the Lord gives us the security and confidence to act upon those godly desires and wed them to divine promises from Holy Scripture. But put fear in the mix, and it dilutes and destroys everything. It makes you do nothing, and the fear is a result of not knowing the Lord, of not seeking God's mind or will. God had a grand vision and a big dream for the Israelites to enter the Promised Land. But ten of the twelve spies who came back after checking out the land were paralyzed by fear, feeling like grasshoppers next to the people in the land. Caleb and Joshua, however, had a different view of taking the land because they had a different view of God. They did not see giants. They saw a gracious and generous God who could easily take care of whoever might be in the land. 
and they wanted to act on the faith they had in a mighty and merciful God. The God of the other spies wasn't big enough to handle the giants. Their low view of themselves as grasshoppers betrayed their low view of God. We wrap a lot of our fears in morbidly sanctified self-belittling. We piously cover this self-despising and call it consecration and self-crucifixion. Too many people feel good about feeling bad and then use those feelings to make spiritual excuses for not exploring what God promises, expects, commands, and dreams for them. It is high time for us to get into the world with our witness in a far greater way because we serve a God who sees giants as gnats, and we will too if we have a high view of God. Yet holding us back is fear of criticism, of taking a risk, of going outside of the way we've always done it, and of what others may think or say. If you once dreamed something and you think your dream is dead because you destroyed it by your sins or bad habits, well, you are wrong. Dreams are destroyed by fear, by being tricked into thinking that we are nothing but grasshoppers and God doesn't care, and so we do nothing. Unfortunately, it appears the most common way of coping with feelings of fear, insecurity, and inferiority is by withdrawing from other people, because you cannot give yourself fully to your family, church, neighborhood, vocation, and the world without a healthy, robust view of and relationship with God. Give God a chance to work in and through your life. May you step up and step out, because you have a God behind you that is gracious and generous. Amen.